The Bible Study Podcast, episode 714. Today, the Bible Study Podcast concludes the study of 1 Corinthians. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to wrap up 1 Corinthians this week. We're going to take a one-week break because I'll be doing a sermon that will drop in the feed next week. And then we'll start 2 Corinthians and we'll see whether all of the things that Paul told the Corinthians did any good or not. But first, 1 Corinthians 16, the collection for the Lord's people. Now about the collection for the Lord's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to do so, they will accompany me. So what's going on here is we learn elsewhere that there is a collection being raised for the church in Jerusalem because there's famine has come to the country and because the Christians are outside of the Jewish faith, now they're being considered as a separate religion or at least separate enough that they're not being included in any general welfare issues that would happen there. And so they're caring for their own and they're raising money to send to Jerusalem to care for that church because everybody else is doing okay. And then Paul is just giving some practical advice here that rather than when I come, everybody dig deep and try and raise some money, it's easier to just set aside money as you go, to just basically get a percentage of your income or however you do it each week. And that's still true today. If you want to increase your giving, and I would encourage you that one of the gifts to us is to give to others, that it is really good for us to give. It is good to be a joyful giver and that that is something that is a spiritual discipline. And Paul's just giving us a practical way of doing it, which is don't try and do it like at the end of the year, for instance, but set aside money every week and, and it'll be easier to do. Personal requests. After I go through Macedonia, I will come to you for I will be going through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay with you for a while or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit. I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work has opened to me and there are many who oppose me. When Timothy comes, see to it that he has nothing to fear while he is with you, for he is carrying on the work of the Lord just as I am. No one then should treat him with contempt. Send him on his way in peace so that he may return to me. I'm expecting him along with the brothers. Now about our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to go to you with the brothers. He was quite unwilling to go now, but he will go when he has the opportunity. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. You know that the household of Stephanus were the first converts in Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to the service of the Lord's people. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to submit to such people and to everyone who joins in the work and labors at it. I was glad when Stephanus, Fortunus, and Achaius arrived because they have supplied what was lacking from you. For they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. One of the things that this reminds us as we get into personal requests is that Paul is not doing this by himself. Paul is a part of a greater ministry, even if it's not 
you know, a 5031C or even if it's not a charitable organization like we would think of as a ministry, he is doing this work along with other people. One of the interesting ones that he mentions is Apollos because remember at the beginning of the book, he said, some say that I'm from Paul, I'm for Paul, and some say I'm Apollos's. And he and Apollos apparently don't have any problems with each other. And so he is trying to encourage Apollos to go to Corinth and spend some time encouraging them because he knows they would find it encouraging. But Apollos isn't willing to go just yet because he's in the middle of the work at Ephesus, apparently, and as is Paul. Uh, So they're just across the Aegean Sea here in Ephesus and getting some work done there in the church. And so they can't quite come yet. So Paul has sent Timothy. And Timothy is like a spiritual son to Paul. And in the letter to Timothy, he says, let no one look down on you for your youthfulness. And so I don't know if that's why here he says, let no one treat him with contempt, because Paul has a great deal of respect for this young man. And Paul wants them to also convey to respect for Timothy, who is working for the gospel. And he says here, be on your guard, stand firm in faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. It's kind of one of these sentences or two sentences where he's trying to summarize how we should live. And he's saying there are things that are going to attack your faith. There are persecutions that will come. There are people who will oppose you. So be on your guard, stand firm, be courageous, be strong. So be aware that this isn't going to be easy, that people will oppose you and be ready for that. But then he says, do everything in love. But remember that what we're about as the church is all about love. Remember how much he talked about love in this book, especially in the chapter about love, but in especially in 1 Corinthians 13, where he talked a lot about love. But th- that really permeates the book here that that's what we're supposed to be about. So even in the midst of dealing with people who will be opposing you, remember that it's all about love. And then he mentions that Stephanus, and we don't know a whole lot about Stephanus, but he was one of the first people who was converted to Christianity in this region of mainland Greece in Achaia. And he says, recognize Stephanus for that. Recognize that Stephanus was one of the first people who recognized Jesus. And then apparently the church has sent these three men, Stephanus, Fortunus, and Achaicus, to where Paul is now. And they probably brought some support, some financial support, but also the They just encouraged him. They refreshed his spirit. How good to hear from these people that he had labored with, these people he was worried about, these people he's heard some problems that they're going through, how much it means to reconnect. And I think about that because this week, uh, my church, we're calling a pastor in the middle of a pastoral call process and a new pastoral candidate was visiting this week that we'll vote on next week and had a chance to go out and and meet him and his wife last night. But, you know, to be honest, one of the reasons I went, I was looking forward to meeting him and, and to hearing more about what he had to say, but it was also an opportunity to get together with other people from my church because we have been meeting remotely for most of the year. We're going to go back into outdoor worship in June because we're in California and we can we can do that. The weather should be good enough to do it. It won't ever rain in the summertime here. But it was just so fun to see people. And that's kind of what Paul is saying. It's, I missed you so much. It was great to see these three people who represented you 
because it was encouraging to me. And I completely relate to what Paul is saying. I felt the same way last night. I missed them so much, the people that we have been in ministry over the years. And, you know, some of the people who were there last night, I have known the entire time I've been at my church and I joined the church in or started going to the church in 1984. And so it's been quite a while. And some of them I've watched grow up in the church. And so it was encouraging. And so I completely relate to what Paul is saying here. And then he says, on the opposite end, the churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord. And so does the church that meets at their house. All the brothers and sisters here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. If anyone does not love the Lord, let that person be cursed. Come, Lord. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 22 there, that was a little jarring that in the middle of this, you know, hey, Aquila and Priscilla send their best, and they were people who Paul uh, worked with while he was in Rome, fellow tent makers who were also part of this tent-making ministry in the sense that they were supporting themselves while they were working in the church. They were originally from Rome, had been kicked out by Claudius, if you will find that in the book of Acts. We learn more about Priscilla and Aquila. And, but in the, verse 22, if anyone does not love the Lord, that their person be accursed. Come, Lord. Kind of in the middle of this, he's you know being in grace, he's sending his love and such, but he's also saying that this is, all pretty serious too, that this is all about Jesus, that's it all about our relationship with him. And I don't know who he intends in that, and hopefully he doesn't intend anyone. It's just a general statement. But if there are people who have been disrupting the church because they did not love the Lord, absolutely he would mean that they would be cursed. After absolutely that that would be a very, very, very bad thing. But also it's a very bad thing today if we are that source of disruption, if we are that source of distraction, if we are that p- person who takes people's eyes off Jesus because of our drama. So think about that. We're all in this together. And may love bind us together as he is wishing for the people of Corinth. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast and the study of 1 Corinthians. Come back next week for a sermon and then in two weeks to start 2 Corinthians. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.